Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Paul and Jordana and DJ and you, thanks for joining us today. I, I just wanted to squeeze this in. We've heard all day about this 40-mile-long convoy of Russian and Belarusian uh reinforcements that are working their way towards kiev and apparently it's stalled uh due to fierce resistance from ukrainian forces and apparently shortages of food and gas think about that last time you were in a 40 mile traffic jam and, and apparently they're running out of gas they can't refuel so it's like one it's like i-35 basically on a friday at about four o'clock only worse and uh, so again maybe it's delaying the inevitable but it's interesting to me it's not going as well i think as uh, vladimir putin thought it would go so uh the question today what to do with that surplus which is now up to 9.3 billion you called in last hour uh, i think we have another caller on the line right now with an opinion of what exactly we should do with that money uh, we have Dan in Plymouth. Dan? Yes, good, after, good afternoon. Good afternoon. What do you think we should do with that money? Well, I, first off, I think they need to do something with it. I mean, it's been sitting there now for how long with, without any action on it? The same thing Walls talked about, that there's like $1.2 in federal money that should be going to the frontliners. Um, nothing's been done with that. Now, to me, I, I think it should be given back to the people, but it should be based on, you know, brackets. Uh, somebody making $150,000, you know, if, if the couple gets $1,000 back per Wall's plan, well, that's a whole different ballgame to them versus somebody that is making $50,000 in income. That 1000 is huge for them, or the yeah. seniors. You know, the, the last time... The uh, the other thing it's kind of related is Minnesota is the only state that if you're drawing Social Security and you file for unemployment, you you get penalized and have to pay back 50 percent of one of them. We're the only state that does that. So I Dan think, and Plymouth. I think in, yeah. Right. We appreciate you. We appreciate the call, Dan. Thank you yep. for voicing your opinion, and uh, we'll keep the conversation going. Let's hit Mike and Chaska. Hey, Mike, you want some thoughts? Yeah, greetings, everybody. Um, I love Representative Haley's uh, comments from Red Wing. She was very good, hmm. and I say we do away with the Minnesota Social Security tax. Um, my wife and I both lived in Minnesota our entire lives, worked here, lived paycheck to paycheck. 
um, both working throughout three, raising three kids, got them through college, still paying the loans on college. And uh, we just now we're retired and we need that money. One additional thing, when I was bought out when in my job when COVID hit and uh, I was giving a little b- a bump of money. And uh, from that money, 30% of it was taxed. I thought I was going to get a certain amount. It's all gone now, but 30% of it was taxed that I didn't even see. So uh, just, you know, help out. Uh, we can uh, spend money just as well as anybody else. Uh, do away with the Minnesota Social Security tax. All right. All right. Thanks, Mike. Mike and Chaska, thank you. We'll be taking your calls and your texts, 651-461-9226. But shifting gears a little bit, um, at the end of our show last night, we were talking about Ukraine. And we got a text on the text line from uh, Mark and Dasha. They live in Apple Mm -hmm. Valley. And Mark was texting us that says his sister-in-law was just turned away from the U.S. embassy in Poland after fleeing Ukraine and trying to gain access to her family here in the United States. And they shared a little bit of their story with us on the air. She woke up on Thursday morning to the sounds of bombs exploding around her neighborhood, and she had to grab whatever she could and pack up with two of her kids, ages 5 and 10, and flee to Ukrainian border. And as they were driving by and being on the road, they were just like amazed to see if all the disaster had been taking place as they were passing Hostomel um, Airport and military actions were happening right as they were passing. And um, unfortunately, my mother wasn't able to get out as soon as she was. And um, because of the the development that took place, she was forced uh, to turn around and go back to Kiev and um, restart her journey the following day. So at that point, they got separated. My sister and her husband and two of her children reached the uh, Ukrainian Polish border. Uh, her husband had to stay back and uh, join the military and go back fight uh, with the rest of men. And my sister was taken to a refugee camp in Poland. We told Mark and Dasha to please stay in touch with us. We've reached out to them. And I know, Paul, you personally tried to help as well. Didn't you reach out to Tina Smith? Yeah, we, I, I reached out to Senator Smith's office um, and her staff. And uh, they are working on it, and we'll see what happens. I mean, there are no miracles. I think it's it's a mess. But, um, yeah, uh, my hope is that Senator T- uh, Tina Smith's office does, in fact, step up and and uh, find some way. To, all they want to do is bring them over, right? Mm-hmm. Bring the sister and her kids mm-hmm. over to Apple Valley. They can stay with them. And, and that story is going to be repeated thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of times in other families uh, around the nation. And I hope we make it easy to admit Ukrainians as immigrants and and, and, and make them U.S. citizens. But, man, I mean, can you think of a country right now that better deserves is more deserving of the things that many of us take for granted, freedom, democracy, representative uh, politics. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that politicians step up and find ways to, to ease the pain. A lot of people are in pain right now. They, They certainly are. When we get back, Stephen Belton, president and CEO of the urban league twin cities. We're going to talk with him. Uh, about the war. We will talk with him about um, ideas locally. That's next on CCO.
So I read something very troubling today about the war in Ukraine. It said last week in Poland, Poland said it would do everything to provide safe shelter for everyone who needs it. And that was fantastic. That's what we want to hear. These people are refugees. They are fleeing a war. They are fleeing an unprompted attack. That's what we want to hear for the Ukrainian people. But last year, Polish troops used tear gas and water cannons on migrants from countries like Iraq, Afghanistan, and Syria. And Poland is not alone in this. Hungary and Slovakia also pulled a 180 on their treatment of refugees. This comes after reports that Nigerians and South Africans fleeing the war in Ukraine are being pushed to the back of the line. And I, too, have been reading reports that buses have been stopped at the border, um, literally saying no black and brown people into neighboring countries, as if the situation wasn't tragic enough. Now, black and brown people that are in Ukraine are being told they can't enter a neighboring country that's taking refugees, the same refugees that they're taking, except their skin color is different. I want to talk to Stephen Belton about this from the Twin Cities Urban League. Not that he's on the ground in Ukraine or not that he knows anything necessarily about this, but I bet he has the finger on the pulse of how black and brown people are being treated at the Ukrainian border. Uh, Stephen, are you reading about this issue as well? I am, and I'm not so sure that I have a finger on the pulse, but I definitely have an opinion. If you ask <laughs> we want that, too. The, yes. If you ask me about yeah. the best flavor of bubble gum, I'm going to have an opinion. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah I, go ahead, Paul. No, sorry, go ahead. Here. I'm waiting to hear about <laughs> bubble gum and, and what Jordana <laughs> just asked you. <laughs> well, my, my sense is that, once again, we're seeing – that uh, compassion is activated by melanin or is at least informed, you know, by pigment, by skin color. And um, it's shameful. It's shameful uh, when it happens individually, uh, when it happens, uh, you know, across uh, the aisle or across the pew. And it's shameful when it shows up in, in, in foreign policy or in domestic policy. And what I've been reading about is the same thing that you have, what you reported. Um, uh, Jordana, that, you know, the people at the uh, at the border who are trying to flee, who are in particular who are trying to get into Poland, which is the, apparently the country of choice. Uh, for those who are fleeing, and it might be simply what's most accessible or what, you know, what they can get to by transportation, or it might be the friendliest country that they're barring. Obviously, they're not going to try to get into Russia because they're fleeing, you know, this horrendous thing that's going on in Russia. But everyone agrees that the attack, I should say most Westerners agree, that the attack that's happening, that uh, the violence that's being perpetrated by the Russians is horrendous. And it shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't be sort of balkanizing our response or our compassion about who is affected and who is entitled uh, to be and who is welcomed is really what it comes down to on the basis of skin color. And yet that is exactly what's happening. It doesn't surprise me. It is very disturbing nonetheless. Stephen, can, can I follow up and could you put your attorney hat on? I know you wear a lot of different hats and we appreciate that, but Speaking because I've um, got a big head as Paul. an attorney, as, <laughs> as a lawyer, well, <laughs> big, beautiful head. Okay. Uh, I'm just curious to get your feedback. Fiona Hill, I don't know if you remember Fiona Hill. She's a Russian expert. Uh, she served a number of administrations over multiple decades. And when she says something, people tend to listen. She said this Ukraine has become the front line in a struggle, not just between democracies 
in autocracies, but in a struggle for maintaining a rules-based system in which the things that countries want are not taken by force. A rules-based system. Why should every listener, why should every American care about the rule of law? Well, it, it, because it's what's on the other side of that, the alternative. If we don't care about the rule of law, what we are doing is agreeing to anarchy. And anarchy is, this, anarchy is a system where the powerful, uh, those who are well-resourced, win, and everybody else loses. Now, someone could argue that even under the rule of law, we have similar base winners and losers. But at least under the rule of law, we have a process and a means to be able to achieve and to be able to change the dynamics, even the sense of injustice that we may perceive in that system. Without rule of law, there is no structure to address injustice. It's simply the most powerful win. Uh, I'm concerned about this situation in in, uh, Ukraine right now, uh, just as a human being, uh, but also as a lawyer and as a pastor. I'm just concerned about it mostly from the humanistic level. But one of the troubling aspects of this is is that it appears that we are all up at arms now about this white country that is being brutalized by another white neighbor. But we don't show the same degree of compassion when we have refugees and when we have immigrants and when we have people who are fleeing violence uh, against them when it is coming out of uh, African nations, when it's coming out of brown nations, even when it's coming out of Afghanistan and uh, in other kinds of countries, in other countries where people have been fleeing violence, our sense of outrage over these things, again, appears to be dictated because we're looking across, and when I say we, the United States is looking across at the people of Ukraine and they're seeing blonde-haired, blue-eyed you know, people who look like them, who have white skin like them. And that's very disturbing. It doesn't change my sense of outrage, my sense of compassion, my sense of anger about what is happening. But at the same time, I'm very aware that there is a disproportionate sense of outrage over this because this is a white country. Mm -hmm. I uh, was talking with my rabbi today, and I said, you know, we were talking about this war in Ukraine and the anxiety that people are feeling And he shared uh, a thought with me that helped me. And I want you to put your pastor hat on now because I'm going to ask uh, what you would what you would suggest to people as well, because, you know, we all feel very um, helpless when we look. Yes, we can give money and hopefully people are or or time or, you know, trying to help navigate the uh, people getting back into this country or or into our country or into another country to get out of Ukraine. But uh, my rabbi said, he said, when you feel um, anxious or stressed out or helpless, he said, make it, turn it into a prayer. In that moment, say a prayer that will help you, that will give positive energy. It'll help calm you down and it'll feel like you're doing something. And I, that thought really helped me today uh, when I am feeling rather helpless. Um, with your pastor hat on, what would be a thought that maybe you could share with us for, um, for common peace? Yeah, I love that idea of turning it into a prayer, excuse me, but there are many forms of prayer. Sometimes we pray on our knees and, you know, head bowed, hands folded. Uh, But sometimes we pray by walking and by acting. And I think there is an action of prayer. There's a prayerful context for saying, I'm going to take a a sign in in March. That's going to be my form of prayer. Or I'm going to seal this envelope with my check inside and do that. That's going to be my form of prayer. A prayer really is only saying to your higher power, to your God, um, that you want to be in communion 
with whatever God's intent and whatever God's will is, whatever God's plan is for the best of ourselves and, for, and by, um, by being uh, penitent, by being uh, responsive in the moment uh, and even moving into action. Um, we can pray. I remember when I was youth pastoring for a number of years, I used to talk about and coach my kids to do walking prayers. And, uh, and that's part of that is simply because, you know, you know, trying to get kids to, you know, who have the attention span of a gnat to focus on anything for a few seconds is a challenge. But if you can turn it into action where they can actually see their, you know, their, their, their faith becoming a form of action, I think is really important. And in this moment when I feel anxious, I really need to move around. I need to do something. I don't, some of it is just literally walking up and down the lake or the river, but it is also about sort of moving from this sense of isolation, this sense of helplessness, into something to do what I can do. Frederick Douglass, praying for freedom never did me any good till I started praying with my feet. Thank you for reminding us of that quote today. Yeah. Stephen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. Stephen Belton, you are amazing. You wore many hats and you wore them all well today. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thanks and uh, appreciate being with you. I, this is a tough time, Paul yeah. and Jordan. Yeah. It's tough for everybody. And we've got to be at our best selves in this moment and give each other grace. But at the same time, um, look across the water and uh, just have some compassion about everybody who's being impacted by this. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Amen. Thank you. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. I mean, he's right, Paul. I think we also um, underestimate what we are going through globally as a human race at this point. Um, of course, the people of Ukraine are physically suffering and they are getting the brunt of it right now. But there's a war. And we are empathizing with that. Our hearts hopefully are open uh, to that. And there's a sense of helplessness. You know, not only is it a a global pandemic, which we did not rise to our best selves at fighting over masks and being ridiculous, but hopefully this we can do a better job. But it is a lot of strain on the psyche and on the mental health of humanity as a whole. And Mm -hmm. um, 
I, I feel the weight of that personally and I hope other people are giving themselves a break, giving themselves some slack. If they're feeling a little stressed, if they're feeling anxious, there is reason to be and it's okay to you know cut yourself a break or, or have to turn off the news or take a break. Yeah, amen. All right, Jordana, when we come back, we're going to take a deep breath. State of the Union. It'll be interesting to see what President Biden has to say later on this evening. Uh, he will be addressing the nation. State of the Union, what would you say? Uh, paranoid, exhausted, irritated, scared to death of what's happening in Ukraine? We're going to have a quiz. Test your knowledge on the State of the Union coming up next. Remember, if you hear Rod Stewart on this station on a bumper mute on bumper song, you need to be the 10th caller and call in for your chance to win tickets to that concert. That will happen. We will give them away at some point wow. during this show. And then you're entered for the grand prize, which is dinner with me and handsome husband and uh, a night at the St. Paul Hotel. Not with me and handsome husband. That is not included. You got to pay extra for that, right? That, <laughs> well, you that's know, an hey, everybody has a price, my friend. <laughs> that's no you don't want to do that no that's just God's no 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 <laughs> all right guys state of the union yes. address is this evening yeah. are you ready for a state of the union address quiz no okay sounds good i'm not but who, uh, who wants I, to go once again uh, paul I'll you go, oh okay i was gonna let paul decide but i don't know oh paul yeah, you decide because you always whine about it if you get it wrong well i do because i always lose mm -hmm. And I think the system is rigged, okay. and I demand an audit. Well, I'm going to go. Demand a I'm, I'm going to go in order. First or second? Uh, I'll go first. Okay, sounds good. Paul, who gave the first State of the Union address? Was it George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, or Andrew Jackson? Andrew Jackson. No, good try though. <laughs> no, it was George Washington. He did was it. Was it in really? 19, it 1790, it was 833 words long, the shortest ever State of the Union address. Just like State of the Union, wow. we're good? Yep, basically. Back yeah. at you. Yeah, all right. Get back to you. Yeah. A bit of brevity. Wow, um, okay. Jordana, over to you. You can take the lead here. Uh, George Washington's first was the shortest. Who gave the longest ever State of the Union address? Was it President Clinton, President Obama, or President Trump. Hmm. Oh boy! Ooh. It was recent. They've gotten longer over time. Yeah, I'm going to say it was President Trump. Ooh, oh, no! Sure. You were close because well, the, the correct answer is President Clinton. Okay, uh, and it took an hour and twenty eight minutes. And between Clinton Ooh. and Trump, they hold the top seven spots. Yep. For the longest speeches, so no they, those two were far and away. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. Like to hear the themselves like to talk. talk. Long winded. Yeah. They like presence. to talk. Yeah. So. <laughs> Great. Anyway. Okay. All right. We're really killing it. Yeah, Paul. I like this. this yeah, is we are. It. This is comfortable. Uh, Paul, okay. back to you. Uh, who gave the first State of the Union address that was broadcast live on the radio? Okay. Hmm. So you got to okay. know when these presidents were and when radio was. Let's it see would have been like twenties. Okay, nineteen twenties. So, well, yeah. okay. Let's see how you do. Was it Calvin Coolidge, or Theodore Roosevelt, or Franklin Roosevelt? I'll say Calvin Coolidge. Look oh, really? That. And oh. you're right. It was in nineteen twenty-three. Very good. Ooh, well done. Okay, we're done here. Paul we're done. Takes the lead. All out of time. <laughs> Cal Coolidge. That's such a cool name. Maxie's up next. Stick around. Jordana. Before 1913, 
State of the Union addresses were different. They were often delivered in a different way. In which of these ways? Were they delivered via a paper report to Congress instead of a speech? Were they dictated to a staff member who would then yell them louder because they didn't have, you know, microphones or anything? So the president would let somebody else read that. Or were they delivered from the uh, balcony of the White House? You know, kind of like the Pope standing on his balcony. Hmm. One of those is true. Um, gosh, I, I guess the newspaper. I'm going to go with the newspaper. Yes, the yeah. the, the paper copy yes. delivered to Congress. Yes. That is yeah. correct. Before uh, 1913, they were often just submitted as a report, uh-huh. not as a right. Because not speech. everybody could hear it. Yes, if it was just yelled, shouted <laughs> from the balcony. I can't of the believe you didn't house. pick the you know just whispered <laughs> to louder. a staff member so that. <laughs> They could yell it. <laughs> there was no town crier on every street corner. <laughs> to repeat it. Uh, that was clever, David. You're all right. We're tied up one to one. I got one question each. We'll see how we go here. Paul, hmm. one important person is notably missing from the live State of the Union address. Who is notably missing? Is it the Speaker of the House? who is uh, missing because they're getting ready to host the ball that follows the speech? Is it a dedicated survivor who's a member of the cabinet who hangs out with the Secret Service in case of a catastrophe? Or is it the president's limo driver who is required to keep the vehicle running just outside the doors? (laughs) In case he needs a quick getaway. Well, they don't like the speech. They threw eggs. Laughing at my right quiz. This stuff. Uh, <laughs> hey, I think it. I do. There is a dedicated survivor. I mean, it, I think it's me, just in case, God forbid, something goes really bad at the Capitol. Yeah, that's right. They have a designated survivor that's you know off in some secret location with Secret Service surrounding yeah. them. That just in case something terrible happens, yeah. they're still because, around. I, because don't the vice president and the speaker sit behind the president? Yeah, I, I think, think so. Do. It's not. It's yeah. like a cabinet member. It's not right. the VP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, correct. So. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, one more question. This is for you, Jordana. You can tie it, or if you miss this, Paul wins. Fail miserably. Pressure's on, Jor. Uh, Congress members reportedly camp out all day to get a. Uh, 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 the, Congress members camp out all day for what reason at the State of the Union? Like they come early and camp out, but why do they do that? Is it so that they can get? Uh, a seat in the back of the room so they don't have to pay attention? Mm-hmm. Or is it so they get an aisle seat so they can shake hands with the president on TV? Or is it so they get their pick of swag bags when they show up? It's the aisle ah. seat because they want to be on TV. That's exactly right. They yeah. show up all day so yeah. that they can be the one yeah. shaking hands with the prez as he goes down. God, yeah. isn't that crazy? are just gross. <laughs> They're just gross. They just want to be on TV Power is and such raise a drug, money. Huh? And- Ugh, mm. just, ugh, I feel yeah. dirty even knowing that now, David. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you, you guys did pretty good. I mean, I got most of those from, like, fun facts for kids about the State of the Union address, but <laughs> really, you did, you did pretty kids. well. Yeah. So we're third graders. We can, we can pass Smart third grade social studies. Grader, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was fun, start. David. Thank good you. Good job. Good job. Thank All right, you, and we DJ. tied. We tied. All right, when well, we get back, let's, uh, let's talk a little sports. Yeah, Mike Max is up next. Maxi's Sports brought to you by the John Schuster Group, Caldwell Banker Real Estate. Nice win for the Wolves last night. Pulled off a victory over the Cavs. Cat made a, a three-pointer with, what, 12 seconds left. And uh, the Wild hosts the Flames, Calgary Flames tonight at the X. The big story, though, 
for those of us who love baseball, Major League Baseball, who need Major League Baseball more than ever, is that they did not come to terms today. And what Manfred says, uh, the first two series may have to be canceled. Maxie, what's the latest? Yeah, I thought they'd get it done. They were, they were locked in those rooms for a couple of days. Usually, <laughs> excuse me, usually when they get to that point. Um, you know, they, they figured out a way to get a deal done, and they just couldn't. They hammered and hammered. But when you look at what uh, uh, what they're not in agreement on, it's it's a lot of issues, and it's all money related. And the players, you know, it's it's hard to understand it if if you're not in the game. When you start talking about arbitration eligible and uh, postseason, uh, fourteen teams means how much additional revenue? What does that do to the minimum salary? I mean, it's it's a fairly complex, complicated. Uh, formula if you're a fan and you're trying to figure out you know where they're a part on but the bottom line is the players just think there's several areas where they need more money what oh boy what a shock right Mm -hmm. and and so we're left without baseball that really surprises me see maxi i I just got to vent for a minute this annoys me because the world needs baseball and you know what you grown-ass men get to throw a ball for a living so cut it out and play baseball so the people can come and watch you and we can eat the peanuts and shut up. Like, I'm so done with them. Well, yeah, I, I, you know, you're Girl. talking about how rich you want to be, right? You're not Just talking play. about you make, you're going to make uh, 15 bucks an hour or 18 bucks an hour. Right. How, how rich do you want to how be? Many how many millions? can you retire? Yeah, so, so people don't well, relate to that, and, and yeah. they shouldn't. And uh, I, I just think it's, it, it's so wrong when you build a healthy business very healthy business, and you can't figure out a way to to get it on the field. That that is so. Yeah, long. When you've already you've already achieved what everybody wants. You, you're you're very healthy. You're making a ton of money, and now you can't figure out how to execute it. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. it's sort of a a pox on both their yeah their houses. And I'm curious, Maxie, this is the first time games have been canceled or postponed due to a work stoppage since 1994 and 95. That year, more than 900 games had to be. Uh, postponed yeah. including the world series and hopefully it doesn't come to that but we've had a pretty good run here without workers stoppages right without this being an issue yes they have had and now that you say it and uh, bud she kind of got on top of it and the um, um well and then, and then they were saved in 98 by uh sosa mcguire had that home run derby going on and they had a few things that saved them there for a while uh they got baseball back in the fold and and, and back in the you know popular stat but it just um uh, you know they've had a good run. I mean they they, they they got this thing figured out. I mean let, let's go play. You you got it figured out. Everybody's making a ton of money. Let's go play. Thank you. Stop <sighs> whining and go play. You have a responsibility. It's the American pastime. Go entertain us. You know you're yeah, millionaires. Please. You don't have to be billionaires. Cut the crap. That's what I'm saying. Won't get too much sympathy from baseball fans. Maxie, what else are you working on? Uh, you mentioned you know, Golden State is in town tonight to play the Minnesota team. Hey, I'm going to that game. Oh, you're going to have fun. Yeah. I'm Golden excited. It's a fun team to watch. Mm-hmm. Even on their off days, they're fun to watch because yeah, they, just, they have that kind of energy and excitement. And so um, that's kind of the marquee matchup. Of all the teams that come through town uh, in a year, uh, I, I would put Golden State at the top of the list of ones that, you know, the, the must-see events. Uh, the old mm-hmm. saying, if you're only going to go to one game, this would be the one you go to because they, you never know what Curry's going to do. They've got mm-hmm. Andrew Wiggins. They, you know, they, they're just a fun, fun team. And <laughs> quite frankly, you never know what the, the uh, Wolves are going to do either because they've been pretty good lately. Yeah. You sick? You got some they COVID sure going no, on over there? No, COVID. You okay? <laughs> Every time I... Actually, you got <laughs> Got to lay off those Marlboros. Yeah, you know, I, 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 it's something that I ate, and I guess you know, I eat right before I come on here. Oh, okay. It's stuck in my throat just a little. Then I got shallow breathing, and then all of a sudden I'm, I'm coughing, but I'm fine. God forbid you cough. You, you have to tell everybody, oh, it's not COVID. It's not COVID. 
God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't Step win. away yeah, from you the sports say that. guy. That's the first thing you say, right? I yeah. Know. Sorry, Max. You feel better, love. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Hang in there, Mike. Yeah, Thank you, you for what you do. <laughs> no COVID. Just, just stay the hell away. <laughs> hey, Rod Stewart tickets next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.